The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, we're going to Pakistan for the first time in 25 years. The test squad's been announced. Justin Lang is still on the menu. Bryce McGain to give us his thoughts uh, across the next hour. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Sporting Capital. Hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can. However you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in, uh, I hope it's been as good a day as it possibly could be for you. Thanks for joining me, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us. Uh, it's great to have you on board. one 736 736 0433981116 to text in at any time on the Temper text line. Temper mattress like no other. Uh, Bryce McGain's going to join me in this half hour. We're going to go through the squad name for the three tests, three one-day, one T20 series that we're going to play uh, in March against Pakistan, first time in almost 25 years that we've toured there fully, uh, which is a pretty momentous occasion. So we'll talk to Bryce about the team that's been selected. I will get his view on Justin Langer. Joe, I'm really sorry because off the text, hi, Sam, can we please have a Justin Langer free zone? I'm over it from Joe. Joe, uh, you asked so nicely. I want to say absolutely yes, but what I will do is keep it to a minimum. We'll just do that with Bryce McGain, and then I won't bring it up unless there's a caller who wants to talk about it, which we absolutely say on the Sporting Capital that uh, this is uh, not just a single-person show, that you co-host it with me. So anything that you want to talk about, we can. But I promise you, Joe, that apart from bringing it up with Bryce, I'll leave it alone <laughs> after that. Uh, and I'm, And unless you are too, unless you are keen to, and you are more than welcome to, um, I'm probably not going to talk much about Simon Goodwin either. Unless it's something you really want to talk about. It's it's a, Obviously, it's a very big story today. And yes, it is, um, it, it, it's, it's a big story. Um, and I understand that. But there is just so much about it that we don't know. And whilst, yep, allegations of bullying uh, are very serious and need to be treated as such because you don't want to dismiss or, dismiss or diminish somebody's uh, experience, and which I, I won't certainly do, there is just so much we don't know about this. And I certainly don't want to be piling on uh, Simon Goodwin when I don't know any of the, the deeper facts uh, in and around that. That's not having a crack at anybody. The, the, the journal McWarner who, who wrote the story, who did an incredible job getting access to those documents. And uh, so there's no not having a crack at anyone there. It's just for me, um, that's yeah, just not my go. So uh, to and when I say not my go, it's just not my place, I don't think, to be um, pontificating or speculating on uh, somebody's uh, personal life. So unless you want to talk about the Simon Goodwin situation, you absolutely can. Now, some would say, oh, that's gutless or that's this or that's that. Um, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to wear all of that. But I think we can maybe cast um, our attention elsewhere unless, as I say, that's something you want to talk about and you can do so, one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 or 0433981116. Uh, off the temper text, temper, uh, a mattress like no other. Um, David, I can't answer, <laughs> I can't answer your question because I just promised... I just promised Joe that I wouldn't go any more into Justin Langer unless uh, I was going to do it with Bryce McGain. Uh, so in answer to your question, <laughs> all right, after this moment, Joe. Hi, Sam. How do you think other Test Nations review what has happened to Langer? Oh, I think the sledging of our players by them will be what they uh, have 
about what they have done and we'll get under their skins. Regards, David, yeah, I think there are some teams that will, will make a pointed effort to um, have a crack at the Aussie players um, about and the, the perception that they have had something to do uh, with Justin Langer's uh, eventual demise as Australian head coach. So I think that'll be brought up. Um, Kevin Peterson thinks that um, despite the fact that they just sacked Chris Silverwood for being too soft, um, he doesn't think that the English players will cop someone with Justin Langer's style. So, But I'm sure there are other countries around the world that would just think we'd give anything to have a coach like uh, Justin Langer. So anyway, that's it. That's it. I promise. Joe. I promise. Uh, Dean, please, uh, do you know who's playing at the Super Bowl at halftime? Dean, Dean, this is an incredible, uh, this is an incredible lineup that they've got for the halftime show. Um, I reckon uh, Jared, who's going to be broadcasting the Super Bowl for us in LA for uh, the Rams v the Bengals. I don't know if this is exactly up Jared's alley, but Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar will be performing at this year's Super Bowl. As I saw it, someone tweet today, <laughs> said, did you see that they've scheduled a football game around the Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar concert? That's, that's as good a lineup as I can remember there being at a Super Bowl halftime. I, I cannot remember one better than that. Let me know. If you can remember a better Super Bowl halftime lineup then Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, it doesn't get any more LA than that. And then you throw in Eminem, which will be great for Matt Stafford because he played how many years? 11 years at Detroit and Eminem's from Detroit. Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. That's, that's extraordinary. Um, it did get me thinking, and this is, I'm going to do this completely off the cuff before Bryce McGowan joins us uh, in about 10 minutes' time. I made a bit of a rant yesterday in the Heroes and Villains about how much a waste of time the Pro Bowl is now. It was... It was laughable. As I said, I had, I've had i seen more intensity in games of British Bulldogs that I played um, in Year 7. Uh, and I said that the players have had one-night stands that had more commitment than what they showed in that particular game. It was It, it is a rip-off. I mean, they, they have stolen fans' money with what they put out there. Um, it was There was just not a, a hint of defence. It was just... It, it, people called T20 hit and giggle. This wasn't even... There was no hit. Uh, there was plenty of giggle. I like what they do in the build-up to it. I like all the, the events that they put on up to it, the skills test, and you see the quarterbacks going through. That's I love all that. I think that's really interesting, and I think that there's stuff we could take from that to maybe do at half-time. Um, you know, skills challenges in the AFL, kick, goal-kicking competition. I think we could do some of those things. but And it's not state of origin. I don't want to do this because the NBA All-Star game has become a laugh as well. It's become a joke. Um, there's no in, East First West used to have an intensity to it. Michael Jordan never wanted to lose those games. They might have mucked around for a quarter. Now they muck around for three and a half, and then maybe get serious at the end. And there's, and which is a good thing that there's a charity element to it. I don't begrudge that, but they try to get the score up very high because it, it help, there's a charity element to all of that. Um, if we were to do an AFL All Star game, I'm going to try and make this up with you as we go because I just got this question put to me by Sam the producer, on the way in to the studio. So this is no prep, no planning. But he said to me, how would we do an all-star game if we were to have one in the AFL? So my thinking about this, and I'm answering this question having put sweet FA thought into it, I would do schoolyard rules, 
you've got to take a captain from a Victorian team and then a non-Victorian team captain because you can't really split Australia East v West. Otherwise, it's just the Eastern Seaboard versus four AFL teams. Um, so you can't do it like that. So you would do it, pick a captain for the Victoria, which I would think automatically you'd say Max Gorn because he's the reigning premiership captain. Then pick a, a captain from a non-Victorian team. So you don't have – it's not state of origin. So it's just who you're playing for now. You play for a Victorian team uh, or you play for a non-Victorian team. Pick a non-Victorian team captain, which um, off the top of my head I'm going to say would be not Sydney, not Brisbane, maybe Brisbane, maybe Dane Zorko, maybe – Maybe Buddy. Yeah, we'll go Buddy. Well, it's his last year. And then you, they can – so then you just go – they can pick their best team from the non-Victorian teams. And then Max Gorn picks his best team from the Victorian teams. And that's how you would get an all-star game going up. Victoria v non-Victoria. It, it sounds like it's state of origin, but it's not. It's just how you pick the sides. And then where would you play it? I think you play it like they did with the a couple of years ago when we did the bushfire charity relief. I think you pick another charity um, and you go for it again. But would would it work? Because there was a bit of defensive pressure in that game. There was a little bit of feeling in it. I wonder if it would work in any way, shape, or form. I'm t- I'm a coin toss on it. If it's going to be like the Pro Bowl and if it's going to be like the All Star Weekend, then it doesn't work. It's a waste of everybody's time and or money. But if there was something in it, if they gave just a little bit of physical intensity, then it would be worth watching, I reckon. That that Victoria v Allies game that we did for, for the bushfire, that was that was pretty watchable. That was pretty watchable. Uh one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight uh eleven sixteen. Uh Tim has given us a call. Uh let me just get this sorted for you, Tim. Tim's given us a call. Hello, mate. G'day, Sammy. How are you going? Yeah, good, buddy. What have you got for me? So the only way these games work is if they're playing for something. Right. Right. And the one that springs to mind for me is the Major League Baseball. So they have the American League and the National League. They play an all-star game. The winner of that in the World Series, just say the National League win, they get the first home game of the best of seven. So every player on that field is desperate to win, knowing if their team makes the World Series, they get they get the you know the head start. It's the best of seven. They get the first home game. So that's why that one works. But like you said, the NBA and that they're not playing for anything. They don't care. There's got to be there's got to be a, a nugget at the end of it. So what do you what were you saying? Um, what 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 do the um, I just sort of lost so, you a little bit. What do they play for yeah, in the so, in the baseball? So they've got. So in the baseball, they've got like two halves to the competition. They've got what they call the American yeah, League and, and the, the National, National League. League. Yep. Right, right. So just say, so they play a, a an all-star game where they put all the all-stars from each side of each half of the competition and they play an all-star game. Now, the winner of that game, just say it's the National League that wins and they, they get to the World Series, whoever makes the World Series from the National League side they're the ones that get the first home game in the best of seven. That's that's the that's the oh, reward for winning that game. Oh, it is too. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. The only yes. the only so, thing I would say, Tim, is that there is no 
physical contact in baseball. I mean, unless you get beamed by a, a pitcher. So, yeah. th- so they can still play that game in the way that they would play every game. I just, it, true, it's just yeah. something that doesn't happen anymore in the NBA. The Pro Bowl's a joke. Um, and, and, I'm, and, and when I think about wanting, and I wish, I wish that we still had State of Origin. I, every year when NRL State of Origin comes around, I think it is in the top couple of sporting contests that we see every year in this country. I don't care if you don't like NF, NRL, but State of Origin is unbelievable. And I'm so jealous that they still do it. And I understand why we don't. I know that Mick Malthouse sort of brought it, helped bring about the death of it with not wanting, and fair enough, didn't want his, because it was that Western Australian team was going to be basically the West Coast team, didn't want them getting injured. And as the game turned professional and, and coaches didn't want their players going to play for something that wasn't exactly what they were paid to do, we don't pay the pl- we didn't pay the players for it. They do in the NRL, but it, I'm still jealous each and every year. And and I'm wondering, is there any way? And I'm just thinking out loud on radio. Is there any way we could bring any kind of rep footy back to the AFL? Yeah, I just it, unless they're playing for something. Yeah, I can't see it happening. There's got to be. I don't know. Oh, we've lost you there, Tim. But, hey, mate, thank you so much for calling. Great info uh, about how they do it uh, in the major leagues. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Just a couple of the temper texts that have come through. Uh, temper and mattress like no other. Dean says that Bruno Mars wasn't bad a couple of years ago. The Who and J-Lo and Shakira last year were okay too. Yeah, I'm taking Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. Over you there, Dean. Um, but good good nominations. Uh, only game I want to see is Tats v. Clean Skins. This game would work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pick, send me through the teams. Send me through <laughs> the Tats v. Clean Skins AFL representative game. Well, I'm going to start building that. I was going to build my all-star team with Max Gorn being a captain and, and Buddy being a captain. That might have just trumped it. If you if you did want to spend the time to put together what you think would be an all-star team, if you picked one team from the Victorian sides, one team from the interstate sides, uh, and who would captain them, I'd love you to put that together. But whoever that number is ending in 492, start sending me through who's playing for who. Tats v. Cleanskins. And how many Tats qualifies you for Tats? If you've just got one, or is that all you need? Is it one tattoo who gets you in the tattoo who would bat when? So Buddy's fairly, um, fairly inked. So he could he could still yeah. So you tick Buddy there. Uh, who are the other more heavily uh, stickered players in the competition? I'm just drawing a little bit. So Chad Wingard for Hawthorne. He's got a fair few. Nathan Jones is retired. Swanee's retired. Dusty, of course. Dusty would be the cap. Dusty probably captains one of the two sides. So Dusty captains the uh, one side. Um, Who's captain of the clean skins? Just, just maybe Bont? I don't think Bont's got any uh, any ink, does he? So there you go. Dusty is one. Dane Swan coaches. Yeah, that's come through. That's very good. That's, I, I'm happy to go down that tangent. Pick your team. Tattoo v. Clean Skin. Whoever sent that through, that's very sharp work. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight. 11.16. Uh, Corey and Melton, I'll read your text in just a moment. 
Uh, Michael Jackson is better than five rappers, who's bad. Um, when Michael Jackson was uh, the halftime entertainment. Um, hey, Sammy, don't you think Finch fronting the media will be a much better look than Cummins? I'm fully invested in what that man has to say. Unlike Cummins, he's lost me already. Seems like a bit of a control freak, Twigs. Oh, too early to judge. I'm a big Pat Cummins fan. I think that this is a very awkward situation he's been put in. Again, he's been put in this situation because of the complete lack of leadership by Cricket Australia. He's He's been hung out to dry on this uh, as well because they've had no clarity um, that they've had no perceived process or direction. They've just got a lot of buzzwords. And in the end, Justin Langer had to make his own decision. Pat Cummins has to front up for it all. Um, sorry, I just said JL. Uh, sorry, Joe. So, no, I, I'm a Pat Cummins fan. And um, I, I think that, but I do think that it would be great if him and Finch did front up and say, right, oh, this is what we thought as players. Uh, because they've been, uh, I think, whilst there are things that they might or might not have had in terms of involvement in this, they've certainly had the finger pointed at them in no uncertain terms. So their reputations are taking a little bit of a hit as well. And again, that's what happens when you don't have any decent leadership at the top. Uh, David says, when I first listened to you, I thought you were abrupt when you challenged someone when you were disagreed with, but you've come a long way then. <laughs> well done. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. I've always been someone who likes to have robust chats about sport, just like we would do if we we're sitting in a pub. And I consider all of you, and, and, and if you're listening, I consider you a friend that I'd like to go and at the pub with. So if you tell me something about sport that I don't agree with, I'm, I'm going to get animated. And, and, but that's all part of it. That's, that's the great chats about sport. That's when they're at their most fun, when we're getting as passionate as we can and robust as we can. Um, Prince was pretty good at the Super Bowl. Yeah, actually, it's hard to go past Prince, isn't it? Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Got to get a break. Uh, Got to get a break away, and when we come back, we'll um, get to your call, Gaz, on the road. And if you've got any way in which an all-star type game can work in the AFL, I'd love to hear it. We've got one who's saying that it should be Tats v Cleanskins, which I think is hilarious. Um, so if you wanted to pile onto that, then we can. Uh, Sporting Capital, uh, SEN. Uh, this is what I love about live radio, and this is what I love about you. We started out just trying to find if there's a way, if there's a way in which that the AFL can have an all-star type game where we'd actually get a decent level of competition, um, it would be worth the watch, uh, and how you would then pick the teams. And I suggested that it's as simple as just Victorian teams v non-Victorian teams. Don't even try to make it state of origin because there'll be people that still remember what state of origin used to be and that's a little bit of an insult to them and, and the memories that they hold dear about uh, what, you know, Victoria v Adelaide, Victoria v South Australia used to be, Victoria v Western Australia used to be and, you know, when Tasmania beat Victoria on that day and all those incredible memories. But is there a way to do an all-star type weekend? We absolutely tried and failed with AFLX, that thing that should never be just spoken about ever again. But I would say that even AFLX had more substance to it than the Pro Bowl that I watched on the weekend, the All-Star game that's coming up. And I'm shattered because I love that. When I was a kid, the, when, when the State of Origin team used to come out, I would be desperate to see how many Hawthorne players had got in. It was a big deal. So how do we try and bring that in? How can we make that a big deal? The best suggestion we've got so far, which blows mine out of the water, is Tats v Cleanskins, which, which I'm absolutely loving. And there's a heap of uh, suggestions that are coming through about who would be uh, on each of those teams. Uh, so keep those coming through. Just a correction. We had a call before talking about um, that the Major League Baseball game, they, the winner of the All-Star game, whether it was the uh, National League or the um, American League, um, they got the first home game in the... Um, in the World Series. They don't do that anymore. So they haven't done it since 2017. 
2017, the rule finally went to home field advantage, being assigned to whichever team had a big, better regular season record. So, um, But it used to be like that. And uh, thanks to Trent Langscale, who was texting that through as well. Uh, Gaz has been waiting patiently on the road, who wants to tell us how we can somehow do an all-star game. Gaz, hello, mate. G'day, Sammy. How you going, mate? Thanks, mate. Good, mate. Well, I, yeah, I'm an anti-Victorian. I'm a Port Adelaide boy, so I'll always, <laughs> I, I always get my back up, mate, when it goes Victoria versus whoever. Sure. Um, if you want to pick the most successful club in Australia, it's Port Adelaide. But I digress. Sure. We can do East versus West. Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, Tassie. If you yeah. were born there and you play in the AFL, you're in the East. If you are born in South Australia, NT, WA... You play in the West. Is it enough? Is it enough of a pool to be fair for South Australia, Western Australia? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that facetiously, <laughs> Gaz. I promise you. Oh, you're going down a path that we, I will meet you in the pub and have a beer. Yes. Um, we, <laughs> no. No, I, mate. How much? How much talent come out of the last point. few years? Draft? Great point. Yeah. yeah. You're, it's still so, about fifty-five so, percent yeah. of the draftees come from Victoria, but I'll, I'll I'll concede with you that the first place we look mid-season draft is the Sandful most of the time. So you could, I mean, you could be right. I mean, the traditional footy states in South Australia, Western Australia, Northern Territory, what an incredible breeding ground of some of the most talented players that we've ever seen. And then Victoria gets bolstered up by some of the non-traditionals. Um, New South Wales, Queensland, and then Tassie as well, which is a traditional, but the game's in a, a little bit of a spot of bother, but. No, I think that could. I, I think you're actually right. I, I could be. I'm happy to stand corrected on that, Gaz. You could actually just split it east v west, west South Australia, Western Australia, Northern Territory, east Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, ACT, as well. That that could be something. Who's captain of uh, both and, the sides? Uh, okay, that that's tough. Um, I'm Port Adelaide, so both can captain the east. Sure. And uh, the West another Port Adelaide player can captain the... Well, no, he's born in Victoria. Oh, he's born in Victoria. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you want two Port Adelaide yeah, captains. But, Fair enough. Uh, absolutely. And, and the, the only thing I'll give Victoria is yep. we'll call it the stick em up and cup Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. No, we'd, we'd, we'd absolutely be channeling Knuckles and, and EJ for sure. Hey, Gaz, great suggestion, mate. You could be onto something there. We... I'll tell you what, we might set some homework and, and tomorrow, I've only got an hour to do tomorrow because we're taking the A-League, which we are tonight at 8 o'clock as well. The A-League's going to be on. But we might, I might come back on Thursday with an East v West uh, lineup, and you can give me yours as well. Thanks, mate. Good on you, Gaz. one uh, There's a, a heap of great texts that have, that have come through. Uh, Libba in the TAT team on quality of stickers alone. Cannot argue with that. Um, he's got uh, that pimply-faced teenager and Homer Simpson. Uh, Jeremy Friedman is a pimply-faced teammate. But these are some of the names. Uh, Williams, Howe, Tui, Hill, Dusty, Robbo, Dugowie, Membry, Wingard, Walters, Buddy, Elliot, Libba, uh, Tim Kelly. These are some of the uh, the inked Jake Stringer, Zach Jones. These are some of the players that would line up for the tattooed team. Uh, we just need to get uh, who the, uh, the others would be as well. Hey, Bryce McGain's going to join me on the other side of this. We'll go through uh, the makeup of the uh, the test squad that's going to Pakistan. You're listening to the Sporting Capital, SEN. Well, cricket's still dominating the headlines at the moment uh, for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, the women's ashes today has culminated. Uh, what a performance 
again from Australia. They consigned uh, England overall to 0-13 and 13 between the men and the women's uh, tours. It's been a dominant Australian summer on the field. Um, issues off the field, Justin Langer. Uh, that story continuing to roll. And then today, the, the squad announcement, uh, or yesterday, the squad announced uh, that was heading uh, to Pakistan. It was when Khawaja's fronted media today. Uh, just to give us his insight into it all, um, one of the stars of SEN Cricket, uh, who I enjoyed spending many uh, an afternoon and evening with during the Big Bash season, Bryce McGain, Test Cap number 410. Hello, mate. Sam, great to be catching up with you tonight. So let's just start with the 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 but we'll just we'll just go a couple of looseners early, Bryce, just to get our arm sort of moving a little bit. We'll just start with the <laughs> we'll just start with the squad uh, itself. Uh, what did you make uh, of the squad that was named? Uh, uh, Cummins, Agar, Boland, Carey, Green, Harris, Hazelwood, Travis Head, Inglis, Kawaja, Labuschagne, Lyon, Marsh, Nisa, Smith, Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Stark, Swepson, and Warner. No great surprise, Jai Richardson's probably the player that you might say, hey, listen, he did get five wickets in his last test match. Mm. He, he, he probably deserves to be on that tour. But with Josh Hazelwood coming back in and obviously the, the man of the moment, the hottest hand in world cricket, Scott Boland, you, you, you can't fit him in. You just can't. Um, having said that, it's a big squad. They've covered all bases. I like the fact that they've got the left arm spinner in there. Um I think that that opens things up. Mitchell Swepps in the leg spin at Nathan Lyon, of course, uh, with the off spin. But then uh, Ashton Agar with his left arm orthodox. And he's showing, and I know Big Bash is a bit of a tweak, a bit of a different game, but he's showing a great deal of skill, uh, Ashton Agar. I think he's ready for another opportunity should it arise. So I like the fact that there's a left arm uh, orthodox in there and also batting firepower that it provides as well. Um, it's a nicely balanced team, all led by, um, well, a, a terrific captain as well in Pat Cummins. We might talk about Pat uh, in just a moment, obviously, to do more with the <laughs> Justin Langer side of things, but just with this squad. So a couple of really interesting, you mentioned Joel Richardson. I think it's a, it's just a concern about making sure his body holds up but at the moment, given he's had some injury concerns. He's going to play uh, in the series against Sri Lanka uh, this month, and I think they're going to rest him after that. So they're clearly like, taking a long-term view with him, which I understand. The Agar one is interesting, though. Um, three spinners being taken to Pakistan. Obviously, we haven't been there uh, in a long time. I think 1998 was the last time that we, we actually toured there properly. Um, what does that say? Or does it say anything about, you know, I mean, Nathan Lyon had a great summer. Is there anything that he should be concerned about, given Agar hasn't played a test since, I don't think, 2017. Is this a little bit of future planning for life after Nathan Lyon? Or what? are we to read anything into that? No, I don't think it's necessary future planning. It's right for now. And mm. the difficulty of getting cricketers across there uh, in, in a short space of time, say, for instance, something happens to Nathan Lyon and, and you only take another spinner, or Mitch Swift and some hand. Um, Ashton Agar gives you a different type of variety as well. Tall left arm can really hit a spot. He was deadly accurate in the in the um, big bash and was performed exceptionally well. So um, it's uh, it, it is a bit of a uh, I think it's a good selection that it gives them options. It gives them firepower if they want to go with the league spinner and it, it will also reward performance. But you have a look where the tests are. So on the fourth of March. We're at Roll Pindy, so you're thinking, oh, that's that might spin. But what about these names coming up? 
the March 12 test, the second test is at Karachi. Now, I tell you what, as a kid, any dust bowl that we were playing on, just playing backyard cricket, turned into Karachi. And then, uh, of course, Lahore as well in March 2021. So in terms of the test matches there, like these are just spin paradises or traditionally have been. So it may very well play into the hands of having more than the two and potentially even three in one test, which is a bit unheard of for Australia. What about Marcus Harris's selection? Obviously, won a lot of praise for that 76, really gritty. It was a match-winning knock uh, in the Boxing Day test, it turned out to be. Uh, wasn't able to perform in Sydney, so lost his spot for the Hobart test. Usman Kawaja, who'd made the twin tons in Sydney, um, he wasn't able to repeat the dose uh, in Hobart, but he's been selected and you'd think would probably open again. But Harris has been selected. Michael Clark un- not, didn't think that selection made any sense, given that if you're going to take a backup uh, batter, you don't take an opener. What did you make of the Harris selection? Well, I think that probably then goes in- into the, 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 the slot of uh, maybe Usman is better suited to his role that he has played for the last three years for Queensland in the middle order. I think he is. We spoke about it at the time on Big Bash Nation, and it was, it was such a quandary that yeah, he made runs double. The form that he's done in the middle order gave him two centuries at the SCG, franking the fact he's a middle order bat. And then you put him to the top of the innings, different game, completely different game. And unfortunately, and I really feel for him, he, he, he then missed out both times in Hobart. So it is a different role. He was on a hiding to nothing. We've done it before. Uh, and warning to these current selectors who have just about touched everything and turned it to gold this summer. But that's one mistake I reckon they've clearly made, Sam, that the fact that we've seen it with Aaron Finch. We shove him, he's a middle-order player in Red Bull that had been for Victoria, succeeded, got an opportunity to open the batting in Australian in test matches where he hadn't batted for the best part of eight years. Mm. And he failed after a couple of goes. He was on his ear. And the same with um, with Matthew Wade as well. He was another one that was shoved up the top, uh, yep. maybe poked up there with a stick and missed out. And then his test career is done. I think it's unfair for those players who, who play a particular role. Now, the question is, where do you fit them in? Well, that's the difficulty, I suppose. Um, and, and Usman isn't going to put his hand down when he says, oh, will you open the batting? Well, OK, I will. I'll play for Australia. But And hoping that he can turn it around. But I think it's probably one thing that they really need to have some clarity around, um, uh, around ha- how they resolve that. Having two openers also over the age of 35, I know I mentioned it before, risky. That's what you don't want to be in the situation with Kawaja and also David Warner um, in the longevity of that particular role. You don't want both openers stopping at the same time, either retiring or out of form, and they both get pushed out. That's a real uh, gap to fill. Do you reckon they get funky uh, with the team that they select? Different pitches, different conditions. Do they, I mean, the, the temptation to bowl Cam Green more, so maybe you can play Mitch Marsh as another all-rounder or you can play two spinners. We've been really, really careful with his load management. We've learnt for our lessons from over-bowling Pat Cummins uh, as, he, as, a, as a young player when he first came in at 18, 19 um, we've, you know, there's studies that we've shown that bone density for for young men that you, your bones aren't don't reach their their full density until early twenties, and and so all the studies have been done into that. Do do we do we tempt fate by giving him more of a bowling load to get a little bit more creative with whether it be another all rounder or another spinner, or do you think that Australia will will stick to um, the, the you know, sort of meat and three veg? What's been working for them? <laughs> the meat and three veg. I love your analogy. Um, <laughs> look, I, I think um, 
when you've got to balance your attack, you've also got to balance who, who's our real hard-nosed workhorse. Mm. And Scott Boland can do that. Yep. Josh Hazelwood, you'd, you'd nearly cringe a bit. In the past, yes. But yep. this summer, gee, I'm not sure whether he can come back. He's had a long layoff. First test, roll Pindy. Hey, can you give us 20 overs when it's 45 degrees? Can you do that? Because I know that Scott Boland can and because he, he's been doing it for the best part of five years. Maybe not quite to that extreme heat conditions, but he'll just keep charging in. He won't lose a beat. Um, so we know that he's robust. He's your your rock solid four by four. He is your tough ute, and he'll just keep coming in for you. Where the others are probably more strike weaponry, aren't they? They're, they're your flashy ones in some in some extent. Pat Cummins has got a bit of that workhorse about him, so it probably does allow that they because he's a lot more robust now but it probably then allows you to be a bit more funky with your team but you've got to balance it with those Mitchell Stark picks himself he's the second best all-rounder in the world at the moment and um you know it's winning the AB medals one thing but he didn't just win it on the back of some pretty good handy bowling that he's done it's been bowling and being really attuned to that but it's the runs he's scoring Mm. batting in that eight slot which is invaluable and that's been a big part of why Australia has suddenly been in a touch-and-go moment, and then they can take the game away, and we saw it uh, repeatedly this summer against England. Uh, we're looking forward to it. 18-man uh, squad, the historic three-test tour of Pakistan. First tour there in nearly 25 years. Uh, so we are that's looking awesome. forward to that. Yeah, it's really exciting and wonderful for the people of Pakistan. The first test on March 4th, second March 12th, the third is on the 21st, and then the first of the ODIs is March 29, and they'll play a T20 on April 5th. Just before I let you go, Bryce, again, uh, part of Usman Khawaj is uh, standing up in front of the press today, invariably asked about Justin Langer. He said, I feel for the man himself because I've got I've got along with Justin for a long time. He's a legend uh, of a bloke. I love him as a bloke. He's a legend on a personal level, whether I got dropped or whether he's not the Australian coach. We both have that relationship. He brought humility back to the Australian team. I know what he played like. I know what we played like before he was coach, and I know what we played like when he was coach. And he said uh, that... It's probably going to be uh, necessary at some point for Pat Cummins or Aaron Finch just to stand up and clarify um, their position on uh, what had happened with Justin Langer. And uh, he did say that he didn't believe it was fair that Cummins was getting uh, some of the flack that he was getting. How have you seen the Justin Langer situation and where does it sit with you now? Yeah, look, I was a little uncomfortable with the heat that Pat Cummins was getting from outside. Mitch Johnson very vocal uh, and um, directed his criticism um, that he should have supported his coach a bit more. Look, it's a difficult position when, when you are there. I think this can be clarified really, really easily. And that's from Cricket Australia, to be really clear on what their strategy is. By the look of it, and we're getting a sense that this is the case, but they haven't confirmed it, that they want to split the role. And they might do that in 12 months' time. Hence, the, just the 12-month you know, contract six month, yeah. presentation. Yeah, or the six-month. Yeah. So it, then, um, then it, they can clarify that and go, look, this is where we want to get to at the end of the year, and this is what we're doing. We're putting things in place to be able to do that. Hence why Justin Langer didn't get another four-year rolling contract. So that's okay. That clarifies that pay enormous respect to him because Australia's performing incredibly well. Now, they have to some extent, but there's, a, there's another element that needs to happen there and, and just be transparent a bit with it. Mm. I think that's going to be important. Then everything goes down. Everything goes down. You just explain what your process is, what we're looking to do. Justin wasn't part of that. He didn't, he didn't want to do that. And, and that's okay. It's all right. Um, 
uh, and then the important part, on March 4, you've got this amazing test series. Yep. Then we can focus on the current guys, support Pat Cummins again, get behind the Australians as they take on probably the last bastion. They haven't been there for 25 years, and Pakistan are unbelievable at test cricket at the moment. So it's going to be one almighty series that, that all of Australia want to get behind and tune into. If they don't address this, it'll just keep waffling around and keep distracting and, and undermining the best performance of the players and the better understanding of cricket in Australia to be Australia's most um, popular sport. Yeah, it, it's a great point, Bryce, and you do this uh, professionally. It, you, you can take all the heat out of this. You can take you could have taken all the wind out of this story sail if you just had a been from the very start when everybody knew that, that where the contract was up. This is what will happen when, when his contract is up. This is the process we will undertake. And at the end of that, you say, this is what we've done. Justin was aware. He now is not upset because he knows exactly what is being determined in whether or not he will be reviewed. They come out and say exactly what you said. Uh, we've decided that in 12 months' time, we're actually going to split this role because it's time that we do because it's just too much for one person. So based on that, what we've been able to offer, offer Justin is this uh, with an eye to do this. That wasn't what he wanted to do. We wish him all... This would be a non-story, but they were never clear with anyone, especially not Justin Langer, from the whole way through. And now you've got an outraged ex-playing group with some of the greatest names in Australian cricket furious at the way that which Cricket Australia have treated Justin Langer. You've got people pointing the finger at Pat Cummins. This, As I said last night, you could not have botched the exit of, of one of the greatest servants to the baggy green of all time and in the same process tarnished a four-test captain any worse than what they, what they have because they were not clear, they were not concise, they were not transparent. It, it, it just didn't need to be like that. You're 100% right. Yeah, and they don't need to necessarily get into the nitty-gritty, but they need to, you know, and the discussions and the detail behind closed doors where they should remain. But they do need to outline what the process is. Mm. That, that's that, that's part of being, well, they, they want to be Australia's favourite sport. You know, they want to be the number one sport in Australia. And part of being that has that responsibility that you take the whole public along for the, the journey. Yep. That way it just shuts down all the speculation about this and that and ugly incidents and this and, oh, how bad's this? No, 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 this is where we're going. And we respect enormously decisions that get made along the way. Obviously, Justin Langer didn't want to go down that path, and that's yeah. okay, but it looks a bit disrespectful when you just, you know, throw him a, a, a broken-up chip at the bottom of the bag and say, oh, you're happy to digest that for dinner, you know? like Yeah, go and walk the plank. Respect. Yeah, it was a yeah. go and walk the <laughs> plank contract, wasn't it? Need yeah. to do. It, it is a bit, and... Um, Look, I, I hope they uh, can, can jump back because it can resolve it, and then we can mm. focus on what, we're, what we've enjoyed over the summer. Which is uh, Bryce McGain, who I caught up with a little earlier. We're just running out of time to play the full chat. Sen.com.au to hear it in total. Uh, we'll wrap it up after this. Uh, just an early mark for me tonight. The A League clash between the Newcastle Jets and Melbourne City FC is up from eight o'clock. And in the AFLW tonight, West Coast with a nail-biting two-point win over St Kilda. So tough loss for the Saints, going down by two points uh, to the West Coast Eagles tonight. For Hawthorne fans, intra-club news, uh, very, very good news. Jack Gunston back, won some big contests around the ground. Mitch Lewis kicked eight goals in intra-club today. Um, Jack Scrimshaw, the Grant Virtual clone. Wearing his same number, running in the exact same fashion. Uh, Resigned for another two years today, which is good news after Denver Granger Barras extended yesterday. He was on with Dwayne Russell earlier today. SEN.com.au to hear that full chat. 
thank you for all the great texts that have come through about who would make, uh, if we did an all-star game that was tattoos versus clean skins. There's some rippers that have come through. Sam Walsh and Cripps for the clean skin midfield. I'm going to try and put those two teams together and then an East v West if we were looking at an all-star weekend. I'll see you tomorrow night for the Maccas run. But in the meantime, we are all set for some A-League action tonight. Enjoy. Have a great night. Stay safe. Speak to you again soon.